Hello, everybody. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 19 of Screen Champs. I'm your host, Dubs, here with my co-host, the Mad Mammo. What's going on, brother? Oh, what's happening, man? Is everything all right? Uh, here we go. I didn't mean to sound that way. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to sound that way, but it did. It, it just came out, you know? I think I, I didn't plan on that. Yeah. I thought it sounded fine until I saw your face yeah. and you were like, Hey, it was man, man. man. It was a lot. It's all right. It's all right. Hey, that's how we're starting. That's episode nineteen. That's how we're doing it. Um, today we're talking. We're talking a couple trailers, couple movie reviews. So we get the Halloween ends trailer, John Wick four, the Day Shift, which came out of nowhere. I literally only saw that trailer because right after Gray Man, it just started playing, yep. and I was like, "Yeah, what is this?" And uh, <laughs> the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer. We may touch on a couple things from Comic Con that's happening right now in San Diego, uh, but. I honestly don't know too much about it. Marvel just said they're making a thousand movies. I feel like the same announcement happens every like six months. Um, But other people know more than I do. And then we're reviewing The Gray Man. And we're going to do a spoiler review of Jordan Peele's Nope. So let's see. To start it all off, I I guess let's let's go right into Halloween Ends. Um, The third movie in the new Halloween franchise. It's the synopsis here is a very simple the saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode ends. It's starring Jamie Lee Curtis and Will Patton. And uh it's the one that brought Jamie Lee Curtis back to the fold. I think the first one people liked a lot, the one that came out in 2018. The one that came out last year, a little a little rougher on the reception. Um, I think one of the main things that they talked about in the last one is that they made such a big deal about bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis, and she is such a big part of the movie, and then she was stuck in a hospital the whole time. She was not a factor in the movie whatsoever. And so this movie, at least this trailer, which is only like a minute and a half long, it's literally just Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Myers fighting in a room. That is the whole trailer. So at least they figured that part out. Uh, Man, man, what'd you think? She's She's like, come and get me. Come and get me, motherfucker. And his ass just pops up. Yeah. <laughs> it's still still a little cheesy. Still a little I just cheesy. crack up. Like the way he just looks. Like I just I I just think it's so hilarious. The way he just kind of pops up on screen and just wrecks <laughs> havoc. Um yeah, bro, Jamie Lee Curtis, she's freaking old, man. She got no business being fucking going one on one with Whoa, okay. With Mike Myers. Bro. Well, he I mean, like, he's old too in theory, no? He's a I mean, kind of. Does evil ever get old? <laughs> this evil doesn't so. die apparently 13 yeah, movies evil in. does not yeah. die yeah this guy's a supernatural creature um yeah just kill her already you know just kill her off man there's Ooh. like if she like do we think she's gonna win no i i honestly did um because here's the thing people like she's what? well she's won before um Kind yeah, of. I, th- I thought she was going to win. Honestly, like the vibe of this, I mean, she stabs him in the hand at one point. He almost puts yeah. her hand into the uh, like sink, uh, in a little incinerator thing. What's that thing called? The, you know, it's like a blender, but for things in the sink, whatever that is, you don't know what it is. <laughs> Just like the garbage disposal. Like Thank the- you. The garbage disposal. I is kept looking at is? you like, are you going to tell me what the fuck this thing is, man, man? I know. The yeah, incinerator? I, I was just like, I was like, incinerator sounds like correct. Yeah, no, <laughs> garbage disposal, I feel like, is the word I was looking for. But yeah, it almost puts her hand in the little garbage disposal thing there in the sink. Again, it's a very short trailer. I don't know. I always feel like they're going to win. But then the thing is, even, well, this one says Halloween ends. So it's like, it's it's a wrap. Not on all of Halloween, yeah. obviously. This one, I think, I think when this franchise started, it was like, all right, the first movie matters. Everything else is bullshit. Doesn't matter at all. Um, and yeah. then so 
they of course can just make a new one and say now like, like the third movie stuff. and the seventh mm-hmm. movie are the only ones that matter and they can just make those yeah. decisions and whatever but yeah. i don't know i feel like she's gonna make it nah dude she's gonna die like it's gonna she's she has to die um <laughs> or or is it just halloween ends because it'll be like it, it, it won't be halloween anymore it'll be november because this is all still the same day, right? Is it? It has to be, bro. I think so. Because the last one ended with him killing her daughter. And then she's like, I'm going to go get him. And she just, immediately just gets out of the hospital, ready to kill him and shit. Okay. So it's just it has like to be the same night. Play on like Girl a green style. day, wake me up when September ends kind of thing. So, hey, <laughs> it's November now, guys. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I guess like the that. sun is going to rise. Technically, it's November. Halloween has ended, and then, you know, Myers is going to just beat the shit out. Oh, so those first two movies have just been one long night. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, well, like they're two-hour long movies, right? Let's yeah. say the first one started at, like, 6, 7 p.m., right? Like, time-wise, this would be, like, what? Like, maybe they're, like, they're like at 1 a.m., maybe midnight? Because those people were at that bar. Yeah. That bar looked popping. It was, it like, was prime <laughs> bar hours. Like, maybe, yeah. like, 11 o'clock bar, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Like 1 a.m. So and then they went on their whole, like, kill the beast. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Beating Evil the beast dies tonight. Chant. Yeah. Evil dies tonight. And this fucking poor man mm-hmm. jumped off a building, just splattered on the floor like a freaking tomato. Like, it was intense. It happens. Yeah. And then I, I kept thinking about the cool deaths in Halloween uh, Kills. Like, there was cool deaths. Mm-hmm. Like, there was that, like, he killed those old people, and he would just stab in, like, knives into them. He just kept grabbing another one, seeing how they worked. I like yeah, that. yeah. And a lady shot herself to death by accident. That was intense. Yeah, I do think that. I think one of my like um, problems with the second one was that the deaths weren't cool enough. Oh shit! So that's like a little. Well, your your brain's more damaged than mine. Yeah, I <laughs> for sure. I you know what my brain is actually so there was a part this is sidetrack for later conversation but when we were talking about nope and like a we started like a side group chat and people were talking about nope. And people kept talking about a moment that was so brutal. And they're like, oh, this moment was really brutal. And it was, and I was like, man, was it? Like, okay. And then I asked my wife, who apparently is also broken. And I was like, did you think that scene was like really intense? And she was like, I mean, not really. Like, not like super intense. Like, not hard to watch or anything. I was like, okay. And then I went and rewatched the movie. So I've seen Nope twice. To see that scene again, thinking, did I like use a restroom? Did I fall asleep? And then I watched it, and I was like, yeah, that just isn't intense. Everyone else is just not as hurt as I am, clearly. Uh, but yeah, so that's. But we'll talk about that later. Um, but no, it's just I think it's that part where like he kills like everyone, like it looks like he's dead, like all the villagers, yeah. Gaston, like yeah, they get on, yeah, yeah, and then he kills them all. Gets up. But it just kind of looks dumb to me, uh, and I wish that moment like that could have been more brutal. It just wasn't, yeah. but whatever. Like just chop a dude's head off or something, you know? Yeah. So your expectations for this movie, like one being the lowest, ten being the highest, where are you at? Like at a five. Five? I, yeah. I would say I'm probably three or four. I don't, I have zero, like, I mean, well, <laughs> I apparently have three or four. I can't say zero, but I don't expect this movie to be good at all. I don't, I don't think it's going to be good. I won't be mad if it's not good. I do expect to see some people die in creative ways, and uh, I'm sure we'll get that. I would love if it just like kind of goes to that old school slasher, and if it's like if it's just gonna be her and him, then let me get that old school slasher vibe 
when the song hits, I mean, it just it's a it's a good vibe, right? You're yeah. Like, oh, shit, this is this feels real. This is good. This is intense. Um, if they could give me, that, then I'd, I'd be down. But if I see some more like silly dumb stuff, then I'm just be upset. Yeah. But the last one was I think it was meant to be like well, not it was meant to be silly. I think it was meant to be like fun. I guess right? Like people dying. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's Halloween. Like, yeah. Whoa, yeah. This is intense. But this one, if you I could get a like old school slasher kind of feeling like the first Halloween, I'd be all, all about it. Cool. Well, we'll see what we get. Uh, next trailer here. This one premiered during Comic Con, so there's really not too much known about it. Is another trailer. It's about a minute and a half long. Got the trailer for John Wick Four. Uh, this one starring Keanu Reeves, obviously Lawrence Fishburne, Donnie Yen, Bill Skarsgård. Uh, I the synopsis is uh, the, his dog is still dead, man, and some wounds don't really heal. You know, um, I don't. I didn't even watch the third one, so I'm not sure like what's going on in this movie. Anymore. What you didn't the, watch the third one? The trailer looks cool. We'll talk about this a little during Gray Man. A pure action movie is my least favorite kind of movie, by far. By wow. far. That being said, I like the first John Wick. The second one uh, was whatever, but I really do like the first one. I would watch the third one. It just hasn't happened yet. Uh, but we got a fourth That's one. Wild. This trailer looks cool. Uh, what What'd you think of the John Wick Four trailer? Yeah, it's good. He's ready to get some revenge, man. You gotta watch the third one. Like he gets done <laughs> dirty, dog. Wait, it's what intense. Did, what, him and Lawrence Fishburne in the third huh? one. What happened in the third one? Like he got done dirty again uh, by the guy that the guy that's uh, like running that hotel. At the end of it, he kind of sells them out. Like they go uh, out war, right? They're like trying to kill him, and then. Um, Mm. That hotel is supposed to be like sacred ground type stuff. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like where you don't, no one gets hurt there. Yeah. And then there's this like, uh, this like Russian chick, you know, with like a buzz cut or whatever. Okay. <laughs> and then he, he sells her out. Like he, he sells him out to her. And they uh, like throw John Wick off a building or something. Some crazy shit happens. And then Lawrence Fishburne, he's running like underground goons. Like he's, he's a guy, bro. He's like, I, I don't know if his nickname is like The Count or something like that, but he's like, it's kind of like a trash man. You know, he's got like just a bunch of bums working under his control. Like they look like bums, but they're actually like goons, like his people. And then they operate under like in sewers and shit like that. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's wild. But they he, he gets done dirty too. almost dies. And so they kind of like team up and they're like, fuck it. We're going to kill everyone. Fuck it. <laughs> okay. A little Matrix reunion. That's cool. Um, yeah, so it's gonna be. Uh, I I think it's gonna be a good vibe. It's gonna be fun. They they uh, dive into like some of the lore, I guess, with John Wick and uh, you know how how he came to be, and um, they introduce some characters and uh, kind of get more into the lore, like this world of the John Wick. Um, and Holly Berry has an appearance, right? She's not oh. in the second one. Yeah, I think she was in the third one. She like is like a like a friend of his. She kind of teams up a little bit. Um, but they're they're badass, bro. There's that scene that I know you saw in the trailer where he's on that horse and he's like in New York and he's just like galloping around and people are like he's going at war with like two people on motorcycles. It's just some like interesting action. Yeah, you know, like they 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 did some creativeness to it. Yeah, I mean, you, and you have to, right? If your if your movie's just pure action, it has to be like like something that makes you go, oh, like, oh, or whatever. And they've definitely leaned into that. Had a very successful franchise. Like I said, I do like the first one a lot. The second one I felt like was just uh, more of the same a little bit. So I just didn't love it. I don't know. And I think that kind of led me to the third one of being like, yeah, if it happens, it happens. But this again, short trailer. 
but there's some great like just quotes in this one you know of course the first thing have you given any thought to where this ends you know which is like everyone's okay it is a fourth john wick um there's a lot going on how many people can this guy kill uh, a lot and then uh no not even you can kill everyone and as he's saying that like He's throwing an axe in someone's head. Pretty great moment. And then, of course, just the, like, Lawrence Fishburne's like, hey, you ready, John? You ready, John? Yeah. Just great Keanu Reeves voice. It's it's pretty terrific. So it hits all the beats of something you'd want to see. Uh, I'm sure. I think the John Wick truthers are strong in the world. So this is still a love franchise. And uh, I'm sure this one will do well. I mean, it's no surprise they brought it out at Comic-Con. That kind of shows the like impact it has in the space oh, yeah. it's in. Oh, I mean, he freaking handled it. That's like, what what, what do people know Keanu Reeves from, like, recent? Like, just, it's John Wick. Like, he kind of re- mm. like revived his career. Because Ma- Matrix was a thing. And like, he's oh, a low-key yeah. guy, you know? He's out of yep. the spotlight, kind of reserved. And uh, John Wick just, you know, brought it back. It's true. It's true. And then it, it put him, like, in this position to be, like, a, just kind of a fun character. You know, you know, he had he was part of Toy Story 4. Um, he was in some, gosh, some Netflix movie, like, romantic comedy, just for a scene. And it was like, oh, here's Keanu Reeves. Like, how funny. He's here. He's kind of just become one of those people. It was, and, man, it was yeah. in the third one, too. It's kind of dope because they're like, hey, like. At, like let's kill John Wick. Like like the word gets out, his bounty's set. Like a ton of money if you kill him, and so everyone's coming. So he's walking, and people are freaking like they got the green light. They're ready to kill his ass. And so that guy Boban, who is the big Serbian and 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 a hustle professional basketball player, he's in there. He shows that he's one of the first people that like attacks him. You know, they, he sees him in the library. They just start going at him. And then uh, John Wick just freaking rips his, like, he breaks his jaw or something and just kills him. Like, it's pretty intense. That is intense. It's fine, man. Like, it's so badass. I love John Wick. Heck yeah. All right. Well, then we got we got a fourth one coming out. It's great news. Um, He's doing all this with, like, a suit on, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, a nice fitted suit. I don't know what type of know? fabric he has, but I know it's, like, it's got to be, like, a flex type or something, you know, like, because he just looks good doing it. It's not wearing, like. <laughs> Like a freaking wife beater, like freaking um, Bruce Willis or something. This guy is just in a straight up suit, just kicking ass, taking names, knocking them back. Amen. I love it. John Wick. All right. Next trailer here. We got The Day Shift. Uh, again, I saw this one. It's a new Netflix movie. Ugh, yuck. The synopsis here is a hardworking dad out to provide for his daughter. He uses a boring pool cleaning job as a front for his real gig. Hunting and Killing Vampires. This one's starring Jamie Foxx, Dave Franco, and uh, Snoop Dogg, uh, dressed like a, he's in a Western. Uh, this, movie badass. Is, this movie looks real cool. This looks like the kind of like action movie I want to see, kind of like an action comedy. It looks like gory, but in a fun way, because they're killing vampires, so it's not like... It's just like relentless brutalness, but against vampires, it looks cool. What'd you think of this uh, Day Shift trailer? Yeah, I mean, I I I got bought with freaking Cowboy Snoop out there, just just handling it. Um, Dave Franco looks a little different, right? He's like a nerdy looking character. Um, yeah, uh, he he could be funny. 
Uh, and then Jamie Foxx is someone who I think is super talented, oh, but yeah. I don't really gravitate towards his films. Um, and uh, but I know he's super talented. Like I just know he's good. Um, I think this is the perfect like blend of comedy and action and vampire. I mean, it's, it's vampire, so it's 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 wild, and they are cool. And um, you know, I'm over here saying I want all these deaths with Halloween. You see, like legit, like heads being like just flopped out in this one. Um, so that's gonna be exciting. Oh, yeah. That's 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 gonna be that's gonna be cool. Um, uh, but it's it is a Netflix movie, so you know, question is, is it gonna be good? I think we've we've said things like this, like oh man, like I I I hope this one's gonna be great, or it it should be great. And then, um, which I'm sure we're going to get into with the gray man, but you know, Netflix just, they don't give a shit about a script. Yeah. <laughs> so if the script sucks, <laughs> you're going to see it. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be able to judge after we see it, but, uh, I'm a little hesitant. Okay. A little hesitation. I respect that. I, I mean, I'm excited for it. I also feel like I have nothing to lose, right? Because it is a Netflix movie. So I'm ready to be hurt, uh, but I hope it's going to be good. I like Jamie Foxx as an actor. I feel like, I mean, if he's in something, I'm paying attention to it. I feel like he's really talented. Um, besides not liking, you know, these musical dramas, so not really caring about Ray, which is, I mean, the movie he won an Oscar for. You know, Collateral. Even his, like, in the Horrible Bosses movies, he was really funny in that role. He, he was great in Baby Driver. Um, I, I think he's really versatile. Obviously, like Soul, you know, being the main character in Soul is really good. Uh, Just Mercy, even the one uh, with uh, Michael B. Jordan. I think he he's done a lot of really great roles. So it seems fun. I'm actually like Snoop Dogg is the one where I'm like, I do not care about Snoop Dogg in a movie at all, personally. I <laughs> I wish it were anyone else, to be honest. I don't. I feel like there's like a certain gimmick factor of like, hey, it's Snoop Dogg. Like, isn't that great? And it's like, I I don't know. I'm not sure if it is. I think him and him and Dr. Dre were like the worst parts of training day. So I just don't know if uh <laughs> I don't know. Damn. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I know. Just I bearing know. Snoop here. Yeah. He well he's he's, he's like a comedic character. Like he he's like you know who he reminds me of? Like in this, like you you could cast like Johnny Knoxville in this role. Yeah, and then he would just do like just as good of a job. Like they just want someone like that, and I think it for a movie like this, it just works because it's comedy, yeah. vampires, and it's like it, it's not taking itself seriously. Not like, at this all. This guy's got a regular pool job, just casually killing vampires. How long has, that, has he been doing this? You know, like is for this a, a thing? Like how? Like is there? Pe- uh, is everyone doing that? Why is he selling teeth for like yeah. money? Well, there's like buying ag- vampire teeth. The agency, there. yeah. Yeah, it's wild. I don't know. But it just, this is like, this movie I don't think takes itself very seriously. Jamie Jamie Foxx could be good in this, but those movies were like, you know, Collateral, Rain, like this, it's kind of a departure of like just regular funny guy Jamie Foxx. Oh, for sure. For sure. I I hope he kills it. No, I mean, I think he will. It's like two hours one time, probably one and a half. It's it's under two hours, under two hours. It's like 153 solid. And you know, 10 minutes of that is credits. Because even the gray man, I was like, there's 14 minutes left in this movie. It was literally just credits. So that was exciting, though, because we saw credits. 
I was excited for it. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Felt like a real movie. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Rather than just the movie ends and just like, you see trailers. You know what's funny though? I saw that trailer and I just like, screw that. And I hit back and then I read our notes and we were going to talk about it and I looked it up. I was like, oh, it's the same trailer. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll watch it. You know what's funny too is right when the trailer starts, I'm like, everything about it just doesn't work for me. Like for the first 10 seconds, I'm like, this looks, what is this? Like the day shift. And then again, you see Snoop Dogg. I'm like, ugh, like, what is this? A comedy central roast? Like why is Snoop Dogg here? Is this like Martha Stewart, a cooking show? What is going on? And then some la- old Jerry lady Fox walks blast out. the shit yeah. out of this old lady. <laughs> You're like, damn, that's rude. Plot yeah. twist. She does she's the little vampire. back thing. Like, oh shit, she's a vampire. Yeah. Okay. I see this. So it's kind of like that over-the-top violence. I mean, even though, I don't know if it's just because it's another Jamie Foxx movie, but there's like a part in Django, right, where someone gets shot, they just fly into the other room. (laughs) I I mean, I love that. I just love it. So when he just blasts the shit out of this old lady, I was like, okay, never mind. I'm sold on this. Let me watch the rest of this trailer here. This is great. Yeah. yeah. I agree. August 12th. That one's coming out pretty soon. So we'll see how that goes. Um, And then the next one, this is a big trailer. Uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, it's coming out November 11th. This one is another one from the Comic-Con drop. The synopsis here is, uh, well, I, you know you know more about what's going on. There's been a lot. I know you read a lot about what's been deciphered in that trailer. They don't really have a, a official synopsis yet, but it's starring Letitia Wright, uh, Lapita Nyong'o, Angela Bassett, who has a scene where she's yelling in that trailer. And it's probably the most intense thing. And then uh, Martin Freeman's in there as well. Uh, the only thing I took away from it, again, not really understanding or knowing too much about the marvel world even though i've literally seen every movie is that it seems like very woman focused like it just it feels like the ladies are taking control of this one and uh but man man what are your thoughts on the black panther trailer yeah um uh good looking trailer i i, I think they used a good song yeah. too which oh, uh yeah, song, big vibe big vibe trailer yeah, for sure yeah it just it, it worked out pretty well um yeah the the women are kind of taking a step up, I guess, you know, for sure, filling, filling in that void. Um, and uh, I'm excited to see Namor, the submariner. So this guy mm. is a goon. And uh, they is kind of changed good, up. Good guy or bad guy? Uh, kind of, he's like in, in comic books, he's been good. He's been bad, like anti-hero. Okay. He's been kind of everything in between. He's really Fair protective. Enough. You know, he's like, okay. this is my ocean. Like, don't mess around with my ocean, bro. All this right. is my ocean, dude. And uh, I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but there's a little stipulation, right? A little beef between uh, the Wakandans and uh, these people from Atlantis. I don't know if they're going to be called people from Atlantis because I know they're trying to change stuff up from Aquaman. Um, but um, they're kind of going at it. They're, they're, they're going to war. And... Um, you know, there's been like leaks, like oh, like Doctor Doom is behind this. He's the one that's causing this fight. Oh, uh, Mephisto! This is how Fantastic Four, yeah, Mephisto or something. You know, like <laughs> there's, there's always things like that that are being spread around. But um, but no, I like the look that they went with uh, Namor. Um, uh, he's got this like Aztec uh kind of vibe to him. He looks badass. He looks like a like just a beast. He's got this headgear on. His muscles and stuff looks like he could be like a cousin to the Rock or something like that. Um. And I, uh, I'm excited to see it play out. They do tease a little Black Panther at the end of it. Yeah. Um, 
I think in one of our chats, it's like, hey, that Black Panther look a little fam, right? And so there's, you know, a lot of uh, debate that it's Shuri, which is, you know, the daughter. I mean, the daughter, the, yeah. the younger sister of yeah, uh, yeah. Shavik Williamson's Black uh, Panther character. Um, and, you know, there's theories that it's M'Baku, um, who is, you know, one of the dudes there, the one that challenged him in the first movie. And, yeah. Um, he... Uh, but he's he's a thick boy, so I, this Black Panther didn't look thick. Yeah. So I'm so I'm thinking he's a big guy. Shuri. Yeah. Um, and then there's you know there's still the Michael B. Jordan uh, fanatics that are like, oh, it's gonna be him. You know, it's gonna be Killmonger. He's gonna come back. He's gonna be Black Panther. Which well, I don't know how they could. Well, they could work it out with multiverse stuff. Yeah, um, I I did see, and again, I know very little, but I did see that Killmonger in the comics, and I guess everything in theory happens in the comics, but. At some point in the comics, he was brought back to life. And so they could just do that story. Yeah. Um, and I hope they do because Michael B. Jordan, he was just so good. Like as Killmonger, like you, you really oh, he's awesome. enjoyed it. And I think it's like that perfect fill in void. Um, but, you know, like I think we touched about it a little bit in the last episode or maybe just with us talking to each other. But, you know, Marvel and the Avengers, like they just it's kind of a ragtag team of just randoms. Yeah. So, um, you're, you know, you, you could have Shuri as Black Panther and then, you know, you you have a. Um, freaking. What's his name? Anthony Mackie. As uh, Captain America, like his version of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Thor, maybe. Uh, freaking Doctor Strange with his third eye, being all weird and shit. <laughs> like I, like I don't know. It's a, it's gonna be a weird looking group, but I guess it'll work. People still watch it. People still be down. But Black Panther, I really enjoyed Black Panther. Like when you talk about like tiers of comic book movies for like Marvel, like. I, I think it's like on the S tier, like A tier. Like Black Panther was just such a great film, had such a great soundtrack, and kind of like started this movement. Like it, I, I feel mm-hmm. like it took over the world for a second when it came out. Yeah, no, definitely, it really did. So this one, and, and it also felt like, and the vibes, like we said, were very, uh, very big with this trailer. Not only is it a huge release that they're coming out with, but I think. You know, being the first real trailer, you know, after Chadwick Boseman's passing and things like that, it needed to feel like respectful to that as well. And there's there's a part where there's a mural of him, and so I, I think that was all handled really well. Uh, yeah, I, I think it looks like a it looks it looks really cool. I mean, it looks cool. I, I don't really know what's going on, but I like the first one a lot, so I'm sure I'll dig this one as well. Every now and then, I'm like, fuck, dude, Chadwick Boseman died. Like, isn't that yeah. wild? It's intense. Like, it just feels weird. And maybe because he had so many, like, big roles, right? Like, he was really yeah. building up his filmography, played a lot of important people, and, you know, became one of the bi- like, the best comic book heroes. It just, it blows my mind still that he's dead. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's wild. I was reminded. I was like, it, it felt like watching, like, a Kobe, like, <laughs> yeah. like mural, you know? Like, fuck, dude. Like, this guy's dead. Yeah. And everyone's all dressed in white. I know it's gonna be beautiful. I'm gonna cry a ton in this movie. Oh, for and sure. I cry all the time. And that's fine. Okay, brothers, you nope. cry. Not okay. All right. Unless you're with doves. So look nah, at you. I'm just like, kidding. Hey, 
No, I turn up. during good trailers. Good Look trailers. Like a fool out here. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're embarrassing me. Um, I know. No. Good trailers will get me. Like a good, not even a good trailer, a good commercial. I'll get emotional during commercials more so than like movies. Um, I don't know what it That's, is. Yeah. Shout out to that writing. To that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where we made that commercial. <laughs> yeah. It's real. It's real. Um, all right. Next. So we're hopping into our reviews here. The first review is going to be The Gray Man. The $200 million who gives a fuck movie from Netflix. The synopsis here. When the CIA's top asset, his identity known to no one, uncovers agency secrets, he triggers a global hunt by assassins set loose by his ex-colleague. He is known by no one because he's not black or white. He's in the gray area. This is written and directed by the Russo brothers, who were responsible for bringing us Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and Civil War, along with Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame. They know how to make big, huge movies. Starring Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Ana de Armas, um, Roger Jean Page, the guy from uh, uh, Bridgerton that everyone was obsessed with, and Billy Bob Thornton. Good old classic. Every time I see Billy Bob Thornton, I feel like I'm watching a Michael Bay movie. I don't know. I think it's just the Armageddon effect. Rotten Tomatoes yeah. has the uh, critics here at a 49% and the audience at a 90%. Uh, man, man, what did you think of The Gray Man? Um, So I, like, we, we, I feel like, like, disclaimer, this is a mm. Netflix movie. It I is. I feel like people should know that. Earlier, I yep. touched uh, a little bit about how Netflix does not give a shit about a script. You know, they, they saw Russo Brothers, Ryan Gosling. Chris Evans, Ana Darmas, and they were like, "Here's two hundred, let's go, two hundred million, make this movie." And they're like, "Well, the script's got so much. I don't worry about the script. Okay, we're gonna we're we're gonna handle it with uh, smokiness and uh, crazy (laughs) uh, action sequences that are over the top, and people are gonna love it." And I'm gonna be honest with you, when I was watching it. I was excited. I mean, I, I was excited to see it because Ryan Gosling, mm. Chris Evans, you know, even Alan Dramas, the Russo brothers. I've uh, I saw them do some press about the Gray Man, uh, Ryan Gosling too. Yeah, like, got blonde hair, Ken. But uh, I know I saw like all his little uh, Barbie makeup, and then um, but then it's like I was a little my head hurt a little bit, like the way like the editing was going, like <laughs> the shakiness of the action brought on this happening to you. Oh yeah, but, and then there was these weird like drone shots that are just like boom. There was a moment where I was like, "Oh man, I have this like as times one times two speed or something." Yeah, because it felt like it was going too quick. I literally and then I stopped, laughed out, and loud. it was just regular. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I mean, yeah. and I'm like sober too, <laughs> completely sober. Yeah, it was like four a.m., but I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, this is. It, it had the same energy as like a kid with a sparkler. You know, like trying to draw their name in the air. That's like how the I, camera I, felt. I, I kind of get where you're. Yes, I agree. Because <laughs> then there's like smokiness, and then there's like just weird, like like they're on a green screen. I think there's a few fights, or especially that first yeah. fight. I'm like, man, this is on a green screen for sure. Like all this, yeah. is fake. the amount of locations that dude. were in this movie. There's no way there wasn't some green screen involved. <laughs> I don't think all these locations were. Well, I don't know. Two, two, I mean, bro, you're talking about 200 million, man. That's like seems like location <laughs> money right yeah, there. There you go. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, as an action movie goes, yeah, I I I, I like the a- action sequences. I thought they were good. 
the story is kind of dumb, right? And I I feel like it's you see it play out a ton of times. I, I had just seen that Mission Impossible, uh, well, not Mission Impossible, that freaking, I, I, which Tom Cruise movie did I just see that I was talking about? Uh, you just saw Top Gun Maverick. No, no, no. There is a, I have a DVD of this like bad movie. It's like a, a sequel. Bad yeah. movie with Tom Cruise? Not familiar. Yeah, action. Yeah. That's not important. But um, it reminded me of just like those type of movies. You know how people are like, oh man, this felt like a like an 80s action movie. Like not mm. all of them were great. You know, like they're you know, the story kind of sucks, but like good action sequences, and that's all you want. That's all you want. Now Ryan Gosling, is he like a macho like action dude? Not really. Like he it's similar to how he played in Drive, like he just didn't talk a lot. Yeah. You know? I like read something mm. about him, like it's like a mix of him from the nice guys and like drive. And I, I could see that. Like he he is cool. He you know can do some action. He's just kind of quiet throughout the whole uh throughout the whole movie. Chris Evans kind of steals the show here. Um who was awesome. I I just loved every scene with Chris Evans and he is goofy and kind of menacing but like he's just like a funny guy. And uh and I I like Chris Evans in those roles. I think for the longest you like imagine Chris Evans as like Captain America and you see him as this clean cut guy. And then in this movie he's like this dirty dude with a porn stash. And uh Yep. And he was just awesome. Really love it. Anadarmas, I'm sorry, baby, but they just they just wanted some eye candy because you your character had no development. You were just kind of there. Um like start off small, next thing you know, she's like using rocket launchers and stuff. Like it's just like, I feel like she she was like 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 poorly handled. Okay, um, but it was good. I I didn't think I was gonna have a little soft spot, a little soft story in there with uh, Ryan Gosling and uh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton's daughter. But yeah, there uh, you go. I liked it. It kind of reminded me a little bit of like Man on Fire. It's just that Ryan Gosling is not Denzel, so I wish he was. <laughs> yeah, I wish he was. But he's not. And this is supposed to be like a series. Like, they're supposed to have more of these. Five, four, whatever. Yep. I, like, I'm kind of down. Doves, are you down? Oh, I don't care. I mean, I, I wish that they would. <laughs> I wish they'd spend money on something You're different. Like, nah, nah. Yeah, but um, no, it's fine. I think that I didn't hate this as much as I thought I would when I started it. That's for yeah. sure. I when I started it in the location, so every time there's a new location, it pops up real big on the screen. You like, did a hey, shot. It is, yeah. If you, oh, oh, if you took a shot every time they changed locations, <laughs> you'd be in the hospital for sure. It is, <laughs> it is crazy. This movie is all over the place. Um, and uh, just like I don't know, it, it feels overly confusing for no reason. It's part of like the CIA secret agent of it all, but it just gets. It gets overly, I, I don't know. I just hate when it gets overly complicated like that. And when someone's like on the outs like this, like I feel like the Bourne movies did it real well of like, oh, this guy mm-hmm. is like running and they're trying to get him and this and that. Versus this movie, it's like Ryan Gosling's life is in danger. The most powerful killers are trying to find him. He's just traveling around the world. Like what is going on? Um, either yeah. way, I <laughs> there's, also, there's also a moment too, because this movie starts with him being in prison. And Billy Bob Thornton yes. is like, hey, like, you know, I know why you pulled the trigger. And so I'm like, this guy, he's he's been, <laughs> they, they seeked him out to be, to work with the CIA and to be 
a trained killer for the government. They're like, this is the guy. And so I'm like, man, what did he do? Like, what, you know, it's the same way they hire hackers after they, you know, have like hacked into, you know, all the banks, the financial institutions in the world. And they're like, hey, you can go to jail for the rest of your life or you can come work for the government and help us make sure this doesn't happen again. You know, so I'm thinking like, man, this guy must have like murdered everyone. And okay, this is a little spoiler here. I'm just going to say what happens. He talks about later in the movie. It's like he was a kid or he was like a teenager and his dad's beating the shit out of his brother and he shoots his dad. And I was like, that's the guy who the CIA picks to be a train killer. Did I miss something there? <laughs> no, that's a bad that, That's just what happens, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of the thing. Like, just, <laughs> so why? why the, you have the killer know. instinct. Like, what is what? Like, <laughs> why? You killed your dad, dude. That's pretty far out, man. I think you could be a... <laughs> Uh, you could work for the CIA, bro. Oh my We're God. gonna call you Sierra Six for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this alliteration is always fun. But yeah, um, I was number four. I'm number four, dude. <laughs> Don't listen to him. It's a bunch of lies. Here's his medallion. Hold on to this forever. Yeah, and that's kind of like, how. Okay, it goes I got far. you. He's yeah. like, all right, I will. Yeah. <laughs> like, did he? Did he have anything with him? Did he give you anything? Uh, nope. Last chance. Nope. Okay, let's go get him. Let's go get him, boys. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. So, I mean, and that stuff, like, it was formulaic for sure. Uh, I think that the the point of this movie, though, is to just be an action movie. Um, Correct. To, to the point where I think the fact that there even was a story they were probably annoyed about. They're like, oh, gosh, like, we have to. Okay, so then they do. Can we just hurry this up so they can start shooting each other again? Um, yeah, and the, yeah. and the action we was We have 17 cool. drones here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. There's a lot of. There's, I was reading an article about how many drones they had. Um, I think the. The key word they, when they were talking about this movie was they wanted it to be relentless. Um, it was. There was an action scene every 13 minutes. The shit like happened. It just kept going and going and going. Some like of it was it. cool. Some of the action scenes were cool, and that's why I didn't hate it. Uh, but that genre can be really hit or miss because when you've seen someone get shot a thousand times in a movie like we have or any other movie watcher, it, it kind of it just... I don't know. There, it takes something away from it. So every new action movie, if that's all they're bringing you, they have to do something like more exciting and cooler action. There were some really cool action set pieces, uh, specifically the one in Prague where he's like handcuffed to a bench. That was a really cool action scene. Uh, mm. Dude just came out. I feel like it was like a Call of Duty cutscene. Like it was intense. But you need to go over the top if you're gonna. If that's the selling point of your movie, or it has to look real, and half of it was CGI and green screen, so we know it's not real. So it has to just be crazy. Some crazy scenes that worked for me. Overall, the movie's not good. If they didn't make another one, I would not care at all. Uh, but I'm sure it'll do well enough. I mean, it's got you know Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans. Like it has these huge stars, so I'm sure it's going to be successful. But yeah, I mean, I would like, if someone was like, "Oh, we're gonna watch this movie," I'm like, "Oh, you're probably gonna have a good time." Like, there's definitely some cool stuff in it. So. Uh, but overall, not terrific. Yeah, I think like lukewarm is something that kind of stayed with me, uh, where the mm. action was dope, but I just wanted a better story. Um, and like just to like throw on, like you know, like one of those things that I I think I say all the time, like yeah, if it's on TBS and it's on, I'll I'll, I'll probably finish it. Yeah, I'll probably just. Like hop, you hop out the shower. It's already midway. You're like, oh, well, okay. Let me fucking finish the rest of this before I start my day. Then you remember um, you don't have cable. 
The, I no, dude. Hey, YouTube TV, brother. YouTube TV. <laughs> okay, for sure, for sure. Of YouTube course, TV of course. works, man. I, I love you. it. I got you. And now I have internet now, bro. It just freaking oh, yeah. just plays nonstop. Hey, I was we, watching it, a baking show the other day. I don't even know why. That's banana. That's, that's why could. you're the madman. That's why you're the madman. Um, give a moment to shout out uh, the madman here. Countless episodes we've recorded using the power of cell phones and wireless hotspot. And uh, I mean, now the madman's got internet, straight up legitimate internet. How's Man. it feel? It feels great, bro. It feels great. I feel like, I don't know. I, I don't even know if it's a real internet. I feel like someone's mm-hmm. like scamming me or something. Like, hey, bro, here's this thing. Just plug <laughs> it in. It's going to work. Give me 50 bucks a month and you got it. Yeah. I'm like, All right. Push it. Fuck it. That's but great. I did realize like. You know, I've I've got a crazy like schedule. Like, it's random hours. I'll be awake. You know, mm-hmm. I'm usually mm-hmm. asleep during the day. Freaking! I've I've noticed from like two or like three a.m. My internet just drops. So Whoa. now I'm, I'm like I'm like going through that. Like when your internet drops a little bit. Yeah. How does that make rough. you feel? It makes you feel like what the fuck? Like no, I'm not really good. Upset about it. Yeah, there were some times where uh, we'd be gaming. And it would get kind of hit those times and like two o'clock in the morning and pretty consistently my internet would just drop out too. And I'd just text you be like, Hey man, I should probably go to bed. I mean, at this point, I don't want to wait for this shit to read by the time I'll be asleep anyway. Like, let's just go. So yeah, yeah, that is a weird thing. I don't know why that happens. I don't know if that's, it doesn't happen anymore or maybe I'm just not up that late. I'm not sure. <laughs> You're probably not up that late. <laughs> probably- but look, let me ask you this. Okay. Ask like, did you like the equalizer film? Uh, it was okay. Oh, did you see the second one? Yes. Okay. Um, and then there's gonna be a third one. Yeah, um, I don't care. And about so that's that. that's like a surprising little trilogy. I didn't even know yeah. that was like it, yeah. it, it, like the I saw the first one. I was like, this could be a little bit better, but I enjoyed it. Second one, I was like, okay, okay, all right for sure. And then now there's gonna be a third one. I'm like, okay, all right, I guess we're doing it. Yeah, um, that that has the strength of Denzel for sure. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But the good thing with the <laughs> yeah. third one is that they have uh, Little Miss from Man on Fire. What's her name? Little white girl, uh, Dakota or uh, Fanny? Fanny? Her? Yeah, they got a little like she's gonna be in the third one, so they're gonna be a little reunion, a little Man on Fire's uh, quasi sequel. Mm-hmm. And nice. then, um, but the Never Back? No, it's not Never Back Down. White House Down, or what's the Gerard Butler movie? Uh, yeah, Jamie Olympus Fox? Has Fallen or something. Yeah, Olympus sure. Has Fallen. Bro, there's like three of those movies. Yeah, there's a lot of them. How do you feel about those? Oh, I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I like they're fine. Sure. They're fine. Like they are totally fine, and that is that's as far as I'll go. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I think I'd be down for a great man a little trilogy like Netflix. Like, just give me more Ryan Gosling. I love Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I love it. I know I, I like Ryan Gosling too. Um, he's cool. They called him Ken, a uh, Kendall. So I was like, hey, a little, little cross marketing here. It's great. Uh, he, he was good. He was good. I mean, he was fine. He was totally fine. The movie's fine. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know if I would say. I think I like I'm trying to sell you on the Gray Man so I can sell the world. world. You yeah. want to sell me on the Gray Man? Someone be like, oh, someone yeah, someone be like, oh, Dubs liked it. So ah, I mean, yeah, it was fine. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like. <laughs> obliterate it with its score and everything for sure it's definitely i mean the 90 percent audience score is just bananas it makes me lose faith that's in humanity no action bit. bro but you know ron tomatoes i just mean it's 90 percent of the people said it was like better than a five or something yeah it's dumb it's shit. true it's true 
True. Yeah, I hate it. I just just give it a freaking ninety. Just say it's a ninety. You know, like <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm not. I'm saying like if you're out there and you're like it's a freaking ninety, just say it with your heart. Then yeah, I mean, I don't and know. The critics I mean, I'm sure people like, are what, fifty. Is that a big difference, right? Critics are like at a fifty. Yeah, that makes I hate sense. Shit to me. Like that, bring it closer a little bit. Like fifty percent of people liked it, thought it was like more than sixty percent, and fifty percent of people did not. I could see that. Mm. Especially that crowd, you know, it's not like what what's being done in this movie that hasn't been done before. And so when you're like looking at it critically, as a critic, I don't know, I, I can see why someone would be like, "Hey, they're you know? undervaluing the drone shots." <laughs> yeah, the drone shots, or that uh, that toddler on speed with the sparkler just holding the oh, camera, just like, "Hey, just spin around as fast as you can." He's like, "All right, hey." Yeah. Hey, but check this out, though. It was filmed in Europe in the spring with locations including Prague, mm. Czech Republic. There you go. The Chateau de Chantilly in France yep. in Croatia. 200 million, brother. Great. Yeah. 200 million. I mean, that, that doesn't even scratch the surface for the locations, but that's awesome. And <laughs> <laughs> it's so much better than Red Was Wars. one of them like New Jersey? Or Vir- Virginia, I think, was the last one. It's like there Virginia. You go. That's it was like, like, it was like a random. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, we're back at home. All right. <laughs> cool, cool. I was like, I don't think he needed to show it was Virginia. He could have just showed it. You're like, yeah, yeah. They were every every time. It was like a new street street name popped up. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple Fast and Furious moments, but they were limited because there's like a James Bond effect with this. You know, it's a spy movie, so you get that. Yeah. Kind of like James Bond. Thirty people are shooting at him. He's running. They miss him. Like cool. Um, yep. There was a couple like Fast and Furious moments though, which I think you know where it gets crazier than just not being shot. Uh, but they were few and far between in this movie. I think for the most part, it didn't feel like so out of control that it was dumb that takes you out of it. So okay, cool. So how how do you want to rate this movie, man? Man, um, I was thinking uh, goatees. Uh, okay, Ryan Gosling's rocking the little goatees remind me from the office when. When Ryan Howard comes in, and then he has a goatee, yeah. and like, he comes back next week, and then everyone has a goatee, and Michael Scott's a goatee. So he's wearing a goatee. Ryan okay. Gosling. I haven't seen this look from him before. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what something stood out for you. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like it until you started talking about The Office, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, so I just, it, it just, for me, it was like, I think he saw someone with a goatee, and he was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rock a goatee. Like he saw like Josh Brolin do it, and he was like, "Oh fuck yeah, I'm gonna do it. They look badass." And he kind of just looked like a kid. <laughs> it's like a like, Netflix. Movie. Like, <laughs> no one's gonna tell him anything yeah. different. He's like, "No, yeah, yeah, do yeah. what you want." I mean, we could try to look a little bit more macho, but uh, for me, it was just remind me of The Office. Go T. All right, go T. It is. Uh, hit us with your uh, score three word. Uh, I'm I'm rocking you with a solid sixty one go T's. Oh, okay. Uh, sixty one. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. I it's just the writing. Like once I believe that netflix does <laughs> not give a shit about screenplays then i and it, you know i mean like bro i kind of like these netflix movies like let's be honest bro like yeah i liked red notice Ugh. i freaking like you know like i just like these like and it's like i'm not gonna say popcorn fun anymore because we just like once top gun maverick came out we Really, this is where it is. So it's no, it's mm. nothing like Top Gun Maverick. I also sure. think I, I'm also this is spoilers to our next conversation. I'm calling Nope a popcorn movie as well. I said it. Oh shit! Oh yeah, that's man. You better not. It's quiet in there though. <laughs> not be loud. You know what I'm saying? Top Gun Maverick. You can be loud. You can fart in there. You can do whatever the hell you want in Top Gun Maverick. 
And nope, you better, you, you, you know, going back to those nachos, bro, you can't be eating no nachos in a quiet movie. Everyone starts looking at you and shit. It's like, real. Oh, I'm hungry. They're like, damn, that kid hungry. I'm like, hey, fucking relax. Um, no, it's a 61, 61 goatees, three word review. Cool guy, Gosling. That's it. Like, I, 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 I love Ryan Gosling. He's a cool guy. Throughout the whole movie, I was like, man, this guy's such a cool guy. And he's not over the top. He's not like a fucking, like, The Rock and shit. Seems like yeah. a normal dude that just unfortunately killed his dad and started working for the CIA. <laughs> and uh, and he was pretty sequence. badass. Yeah. The action sequences, he did pretty good. And I, Ryan Gosling, he, he could do action. Um, I feel like, man, Ryan Reynolds would have been so much better in this role. I feel like I would have just, enjoyed that a little bit no. more. I'm I'm gonna raise my score just because you said that. I'm gonna him, rate this him movie higher score. just because Ryan Reynolds is not in it. Uh, oh damn! That's yeah. like just, oh yeah. It's like the teacher just throwing you a curve, like a hey, hey, plot twist. You have a scene now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, nah, I I I I would recommend it. Uh, watch it. Uh, maybe like don't take it too serious. Just watch the action sequences. Don't, don't pay too much attention with the story because it is kind of dumb. And I, I, I kind of wish the development with Ana de Ramos would have been a little bit dope. Um, but Chris Evans stole the show. I, I loved every single Chris Evans. I really enjoyed him. He's psychotic. And there's a, this is an early toe. Like there's an early like nail scene. Ooh. Yeah. See that actually didn't land for me at all. Scared me a little bit. Oh See, no, you were like, done that. Let's chop some fingers off. Well, I. <laughs> <laughs> so with the fingernail scene, so the scene is like they're just ripping someone's fingernails off, right? And like, how about now? <laughs> obviously, that's a terrible thing. You know, we talk about broken brain. I, I think so. There's another fingernail scene that always sticks out to me, which I thought was a lot more intense, which was in the TV show Lost, and oh. where they're like jamming bamboo under uh, one of the character Saeed's like nails. And oh. so they don't really show it, but you hear it and you see like you see right into the moment. Like you see it going under the nail slowly. Like you see everything. Like it's uncomfortable mm. to even talk about. But mm. in this movie, I and that's part of the PG thirteenification of it all. But he like you see him grab the nail with the pliers, and then you see Billy Bob Thorne's like Argh! oh spoilers, you know, Billy Bob Thorne gets his nails ripped off. Um but you know he's like he's reacting to it, and then there's a like, like, ah. there's like a <laughs> muted sound, like the sound of the like the nail tearing off. I'm sure they the MPAA or someone must have said, hey, if you want this movie to be rated PG-13, you have to like mute that sound because it was so muted. I was like, oh wait, so he they rip off two fingernails because the first one I was like, why was that so quiet? Like that didn't I like I felt nothing. And then they did it again. I was like, oh, they literally like lowered the sound when the nails were being off. I don't know. It just felt like why? Like if you want the intense movie, like make it intense. They couldn't just have like a like a strong like if there was a loud tear or anything, I feel like it would have been yeah. more real. Whatever. I don't know. I feel weird. I feel like a psychopath, like wanting it to be more intense, but I, that's yeah, how I felt. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah fucker, so, you're weird. Um I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> you're like i need more blood in there bro if you're gonna do it do it right okay well, that was there was a world where my three-word review was gonna be like um uh no blooded henchman because everyone that gets shot just falls <laughs> over and there's no blood anywhere but again that's the pg-13ification of it all there's a working theory that you just can't die in this world like right ryan yeah. Nelson gets stabbed and shit shot he's, he's chilling <laughs> he's like, he i i <laughs> it's like a huge spoiler but I, I, at the <laughs> end, like I'm not gonna say what happens, but at the end, you do see Ryan Gosling, and 
uh, he's got the whitest jacket on, the whitest shirt, no blood, no nothing, just nice clean cut. Looks like he just came out of a freaking photo shoot. I think he did limp though. I think he did limp. Oh, okay. Well, way to sell it, Gossip. Yeah. <laughs> I was just cracking up. I was like, am I supposed to believe this guy? Really? Whatever. Fuck it. You know, whatever. If if, if uh, Keanu Reeves is rocking the suit the whole time, I'm gonna wear a white jacket. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Why not? No. I'll <laughs> okay. So uh, my I'm giving this one a uh, 65 go tees out of. Uh, oh shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, Ryan go Reynolds was in it. Um, and then. <laughs> And I, I do agree that Chris Evans like was a highlight. I think there was a part of the movie where he kind of got serious. I, I didn't like mm-hmm. that part. Um, I Dude, liked like, when he was just carefree. Funny like, guy. I'm just a fun murdering guy. Uh, Psychotic. But, yeah. 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 The psycho. Yeah. What the yeah. psycho, bro? That stash? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah a little, like, little stash of something. I'm surprised that you went gravitated towards goatee instead of the mustache. Like that that's... <laughs> The, the one that stuck out to you most that you decided to it was do. just f- like because it was funnier right Gosling fair enough I thought Chris Evans mustache was pretty funny um, <laughs> just with it like with his character too like the way he is just wearing like tight knit like polos <laughs> you know like, something from like the the rocks wardrobe I think you yeah. know like yeah right when he came on screen I was like oh mustache guy like that's you can't even he's not anymore. <laughs> he's that guy with a mustache. Like that's how prominent that mustache was on his face. But yeah. it's cool. I mean it's cool. Um so yeah, sixty five uh, goatees and my three hundred review is gonna be pew pew pew. Uh that's the three bullets being shot. <laughs> what the uh, f- <laughs> pew, I was pew, not pew. prepared for that, bro. Yeah, uh and that's because it's just is a, a relentless action movie, as they say. Uh which isn't a bad thing. Again, I just want like the most. I want the most. So if it's gonna be an action movie. Give me the the craziest action movie. Give me like already. Give me bloody. Give me like the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. That's why uh, the Raid Redemption. Still one of my favorite action movie of all time that I've seen. Um, pure action movie. And it, when I watched it, I was like, damn, like this is gonna this is gonna ruin another action movie, and it really has. So um, shout out the Raid Redemption. You should watch that uh, if it's available. Uh, oh, that's like a ninety, dude. That's a that's a big movie. Um. And yeah, so okay, that wraps up the gray man. Not not as bad as uh, with that. I was honestly like ready to go twenties, thirties. Like it was it was very low. But then you reminded me Ryan Reynolds wasn't in it. I was like, you know, sixty five. Um, that's crazy. <laughs> all right, damn. So next we're gonna hop into our spoiler review. Even though this last review you could argue was also a spoiler review of the movie Nope. Uh, this is Jordan Peele's newest movie. The synopsis here is two siblings who run a California horse ranch, discovers something wonderful and sinister in the skies above, while the owner of an adjacent theme park tries to profit from the mysterious otherworldly phenomenon. This one's written and directed by Jordan Peele, uh, who gave us previously Get Out, and has kind of become one of the prominent filmmakers of our time. Uh, he's And this movie, I think, really... I mean, the reception isn't as strong as some of the other ones, but I, I think the way some of this was shot has kind of put him into another level. And um, with as far as like just cinematic set pieces, it was, there was some great stuff here. Uh, starring Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Steven Yuen, Brandon Perea, and Michael Wincott. Ron Tomatoes here has an 83% with the critics, 71% with the audience. Madman, talk, talk to us about Nope. What did you think? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Okay. And, Love, and, right and away. I'm, I'm in on Jordan Peele as a horror guy. Like, he's a horror dude. He just does these horror films. 
I'm in on it. Some people, I think, see him as overrated, but I Ooh. think he's such a fanboy and his shows and his work. Um, but he's so creative, man. He, like, he's got a lot of ambition. He's he's down just to just to do what he wants to do. Oh yeah, and uh, and I I enjoy it so much. I, I catch some of the references he does because uh, he's like us. He's like us. Yeah. Um, and I I think going into this movie, I thought it was gonna be like closer to signs, right? Um okay. and uh and uh, you know, Had I've been reading moments. a lot how it's closer to like Jaws, uh, which I enjoyed. I I, I love the first act, second act, this UFO, like like you subtly see it in little moments here and there, kind of kept it behind the scenes a lot. I loved it. Third act. You know, that's, you know, third acts go sometimes. It's, it's not what we want it to be. I feel like it took me away from it, but then it brought me back in, like, when it ended. Um, and it's because, like, you see the UFO. <laughs> you see the creature, I guess yeah. I'll just say. Yeah. It's kind of similar to, like, Quiet Place. Not, they're different movies, but I, I loved how you're, like, mysterious. Oh, shit. Like, what's killing them? Like, what, what's going on? And then in the second one, you see a full blown creature, like a freaking demi gorgon or whatever from Stranger Things. <laughs> like it just kind of takes a it takes away from it for for from me. Um, but some of the coolest scenes, even in in the third act, like I I, I just really liked it. The motivation from the characters kind of threw me off, like in the third act. Yeah. But um, but I enjoyed the ride. I I enjoyed the ride. I I enjoyed the film, and I really enjoyed like. The conversation piece, like what is this movie about? You know, which we could probably get in after. You know, you kind of talk about it a little bit, but there's so many different takes, like so many different things you could talk about. And I think uh, Jordan Peele did a good job making this a talking piece. You know, because people are talking about, uh, yeah. some people don't like it, some people love it, and uh, I I've been enjoying talking to you know both those people, the ones that hate it and the ones that like it. Because then I'm I'm like, well, what did you take from it? What did you think? What did you do that? And then. It's it's just dope. It's 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 fun. Yeah, no, this is a good one. And it's something that when I first saw it, I thought, okay, it wasn't bad, but I didn't love it. And everyone was like, how was it? And I was like, it was good. I don't know if it was great. Um after watching it again, I I feel like it's great. And <laughs> there's there's a lot of things about this movie that are really interesting, really well done. Um, I think the first time I was watching it, I was really just trying to take in. I just didn't want to miss anything. I wanted to like make sure I knew what was happening. And I think for the most part, this movie was probably a little more straightforward than some of the other movies um, that he's done. It, it was a lot of it was pretty surface level. It just kind of this is just what's happening now. It's still a mystery that's unfolding, and it lets you know that things are going on. But you're not you're not missing a ton by just watching it you don't necessarily have to decipher it now people have but i think it's more of an easy movie to watch this is closer to a summer blockbuster than anything he's done before which is why i said earlier you know i'm calling this one a popcorn movie i feel like it is i feel like this is a movie you can just watch and he has said that that he wanted to make something that Someone saying, hey, I've had a long week. I just want to like just shut off my brain and watch a movie. And I think you can do that with this movie, which is, again, a testament to the fact that like 
quote-unquote mindless entertainment doesn't have to be dumb. And I, I do want to shout out Jordan Peele for making three movies in a row now that just aren't cheesy. They're just not. And uh, it seems like that's a really hard thing for <laughs> filmmakers to do consistently yeah. for whatever reason. I don't know. But this is a big-budget, beautiful popcorn movie that has some layers to it. And it does have some messaging, but you don't need to know that. You can just watch this movie and enjoy it for what it is. And I think the second time when I watched it, I really got to appreciate how well it was shot, how good the movie looked. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is, I mean, it kind of takes place in the desert, you know, California desert by like Santa Clarita in the middle of a ranch, uh, Aqua Dulce. It is, the movie is gorgeous to look at. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, so I dug this movie quite a bit. There's definitely some layers here. There's a whole plot line with a chimpanzee. Uh, what's what's the chimp's name? Jordy, right? Jordy. Jordy. Uh, Gordy. Gordy. Uh, but, Gordy. Yeah, Gordy. Either he. I liked it while I was watching it. Um, that's kind of how the movie starts with this chimpanzee, like uh, who's so, on the set of a sitcom and just mm-hmm. murders everyone, or at least you know hurts some of them. Mm-hmm. It was really intense while it was happening. When the movie was done, I was like, all right, I could have done without this this whole thing. Because it was an extra 10 to 15 minutes of a movie that I think would have been felt a lot tighter if it just wasn't there. I, I, I loved it so much. Because it just like like the like the conversation pieces in the movie, like just I think when Jordan Peele was trying to make this movie, he was like, I just want to make a spectacle and yeah. I want people to have to come out and watch it. And uh, he was going to title this movie a different movie. Um, and that title was going to be like Little Green Men. And, it, you know, it, it deals with the, mon- the monetization of spectacles and how mm. we as a society, we just we just love, <laughs> we love spectacles, love spectacle. tragedies. Yeah. It's gross. Sometimes on Twitter, you just see a bunch of like just glorifying a tragedy like in the wrong ways like i I just hate oh, yeah. like social media sometimes when it comes to like just things that have, have happened and and how we as a society like as a society react to it um like like i think we were even joking how like oh like the world's gonna end and you know people will buy t-shirts and they're like hey yeah, die world, tomorrow type stuff. world's yeah, like, ending all i got was this t-shirt like cool yeah like shit like that yeah. like we would do that <laughs> we would do that yeah. you know like and it's so annoying, um, just how we treat spectacles and um, and uh, but the chimpanzee with uh, Steve Steve Uen's character Jupe, uh, Jupiter, um, uh, it's it's wild because it lets you know from the beginning, it's like bro, you just cannot tame you know a beast, like you just can't, and you know sometimes we think we can, you know and. Uh, I know Gordy was kind of based on like a real life thing that happened, not like on a TV set. Like, can you imagine? Dude, that'd be terrifying. But um, <laughs> you know, this lady had like a pet chip NT and just beat the shit out of her friend, ripped her face off. Like, yeah. it was, it's scary, dude. But then it's like, bro, like what? You know, like you know, there's there's that call and she calls like nine one one and it's like, whoa, like who's who's hurting your friend? So, oh my pet chip NT. Like, what the? F- you're a cop. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> I don't know. We're 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 stupid. We're like idiots. Um, but I loved it. It just added like an extra like eeriness to it. Um, and I, um, I was uh, you know for sure like confused the way the movie started off because I'm like I thought this was a UFO movie. What's going on here? What's monkey? 
And then, um, you know, you see it all play out. But I, 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 uh, that's, that's kind of my like gripes about the movie. I wish we spent more time with Steve UN's character, Jupe, uh, who I loved. I enjoyed. I, I liked everything about it. I, I wish I spent more time with, with him. Yeah. I, I, I can see, well, see, fleshing that out even more. I think when it wasn't fully, it, it, you could have cut it out and the movie still would have worked 100%. Like everything mm-hmm. about it still would have worked. The message still would have worked. It's a 15 minutes of movie that, to be fair, is really cool when it's happening. That it's just, I don't know. It, it ends up being a footnote to one character's story, which I I think the movie could have just been tighter without that. But it was still interesting mm. when it was happening. Like, this is this is a thought after the movie ended. I was like, oh, so that we didn't even, oh, okay, so we didn't even really need all that. Okay, cool. Like, for sure. But while it was going on, it was entertaining. I was like intrigued by that story for sure. Like it was, it was shot in a really interesting way, the way they unfolded the story and they told it in about a couple like different five minute sections throughout the movie. So it, it still was interesting. And I knew, you know, there's a scene where Steven Yuen's character is r- recounting um, yeah. a part from SNL. And he's I was like, like all right, Madman's going to love this movie. Like during right then I was, I was like, oh, he's this is Madman just Katan, bought bro. in. Chris, yeah, yeah. Like, he's like he's, he was he's just, just selling it, killing it, killing it. You know, yeah, was, yeah. Um, but see, it was, isn't that gross? The way he talks about it, how it's like funny and stuff. Well, it's like plot yeah. twist. Like it was such a huge tragedy. But then you see this guy monetizing on that. He's got that bad miracle shoe that's standing up. He's got this whole oh, someone paid fifty grand to come sleep inside here. Like he's still trying to make money off of this tragedy and building his life around it. I hated Stevie Vance. Oh, wow. that guy was gross. No, I, I had a lot of sympathy for him. I think that, I think no, was, this guy was cuckoo in the head. No, man, he was a human being. He thought he was handling it. No, for six a, months. He was, Oh no, bro. He's oh, a human being, brother. That's that the here. worst. Oh, this is, I fucking hated him. Oh no, I, I don't think it's nearly as bad or malicious Sociopath. as you're making it. I think that it's, it's oh, more, it is. Oh, Watch it the third time, bro. <laughs> Watch it the third time. I, I think that now, now clearly, um, he didn't learn his lesson, right? You know, that's like the footnote for his character. It's like, hey, he went through all this and still didn't learn his fucking lesson. But one tragedy, right, to another. Yeah, just- no, for sure. He he was not responsible for the first tragedy. To be fair, uh, but yes. Yes, and he was also a child, but okay, sure. Um, it's like I don't token, token child, token Asian character sympathize <laughs> with the chimpanzee. I mean, they're both in the same spot. They're being used and abused. Hollywood, bro, oh, I'm telling man. you, man, this movie is awesome. Um, but I think that it's much more of a statement. The way he reacted to that thing that happened is much more of a statement about how people react to their own trauma. And how very frequently, I'm sure and I, I do it as well, you know, uh, where people will just laugh about things that happen to them. Like, oh, this happened. Like, oh, are you serious? That's so sad. Like, ah, it's fine. You know, let's chug a beer. Let's drink away those demons. Ah, let's go. You know, and there's kind of like this, uh, you know, because what are you going to do? And, yeah. and in the same way, that's him. He's literally, when he's retelling this story, you know, in that gross, quote unquote, fashion, talking about this terrible event that happened, and he's recounting it like almost fondly, talking about this SNL sketch. There's a flash where he's like he's terrified, and like oh, yeah. that that his truth comes out in his head in a moment. But he's like he's hidden those demons deep down. So I don't know. I felt oh, yeah. sympathy for his character as someone just who went through something intense and is is now just dealing with it now, you know, monetizing it right and and people 
and people love that spectacle. Like you're saying, and this movie is all about it's all about what you see, and and I like that it's I like that they remind you that the the viewer is also complicit. You know, it's not just a person making it. I mean, this we haven't we haven't really ripped apart this movie, so let me just start tearing. Um, the trailers make it seem like there's a UFO flying around. That's kind of the big thing. That UFO is actually like an alien or you know something of that. So it's it's not a little ship. It's an actual alien that or that can transform into a much bigger <laughs> kind of alien. And it's essentially eating, but it only eats things that look at it. So that's kind of, you know, it does, it's, I mean, that's as direct as that message could be is like you as a viewer, you know, are complicit as well. If people are creating these things or putting these things online and we're all viewing it, we're all watching it, you know, everyone's like, oh, TMZ, paparazzi, they're so disgusting. But what footage did they get, you know? And there's literally a yeah. TMZ reporter in this. A TMZ reporter mm-hmm. whose mask is a mirror. Like, they're so, it's just so crazy. Yeah. And one of the main characters well, that they pull into this movie is a cinematographer. You know, it's like someone, because yeah. he's, you know, the one that, you know, you see, he's the one that guides what's seen in movies. And it's just, there's so much about the viewer, what you look at, what you decide to look at, um, that I, well, jeez. And I, I thought that was just, I don't know, I, I, if nothing else, I thought it was really cool the way they put it all together. But it doesn't mm-hmm. feel obnoxious. All the, all the pieces are there, but you don't have to read into it if you don't want to. And that's what's cool about the movie. It, you don't need, the message isn't like super deep. The message isn't, it's just, it's just a movie in the end. But yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, I I know, I think Jordan Peele, I think he's been out there, and he's like, yeah, everyone's got theories on it, he's like, no one's been correct, so, you know, like, so, you know, like, uh, but that's what we do, right, we'll, like, overthink it, we'll, like, over, you're like, nah, dude, it's just a brother and a sister, they're just trying to catch a UFO on camera, man, trying to make some money, you know, that's, like, essentially what they're trying to do, because they're like, oh, shit, this is happening in our backyard, Let's for get rich, you know, scheme. Let's let's do this, you know. And um, uh, I think uh, Jordan Peele just did such a good job, like throwing some random ass scenes in the in the trailer, and you're like, oh shit, that's an alien. Oh shit, what's up with her fucked up face? You know, like that's a UFO. What the fuck? Holy shit, what's up with this bloody monkey paw? You know, is this just a <laughs> reference to yeah. Jordan Peele's company or something's going on here? Um. And then you watch the movie, you're like, oh, wow. He was just kind of throwing us all off. Yes. All um, Mr. But, X. Thank God. Yeah, but the UFO. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. God. But the UFO, yeah, that's what we want to see. Like, that's what we wanted to see. Like, the yeah. UFO knew that. Like, that extraterrestrial <laughs> creature knew that. You know, gave us an image that we would want to see to get swallowed up or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, um, which was intense. It was intense. You see some... Some gnarly scenes. Stephen Yuen's character is responsible for forty people. Man, these guys sort of watch this movie. Like this guy is a fucking idiot. What a dumbass. But then my dumbass probably would have been there too. Like, oh shit, we're gonna watch this well, yeah. shit. You know, like, you know, uh, freaking. I think they they reference like Siegfried and Roy. You know, like everyone yeah. wants to see the tiger bite. Doesn't Dave Chappelle do a joke on that? Like everyone wants to see the the tiger bite him. Like, that, that's what we're there. We're trying to see some happen. I Maybe. I just saw a clip on on Twitter. On this, uh, some circus. I don't know where the circus is at, but you know how you have like the bear 
And the bear was like walking around mm. with like a tutu and things like that. Well, the bear just attacked, just murdered a man. And everyone in the crowd was like, oh my God, like, what are we going to do? It's like, well, yeah, there's some idiots. Like, why you got this bear walking around? Bears with a tutu just, yeah, bears doing bear stuff, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. And I, I think you know, the bear was trying to like fornicate and you got a little bit too excited, you know, Yikes. started going hard. Uh, that would have been a wild revenant scene, huh? Rather than him being like <laughs> just eating up, he just, you know. Bear yeah, his bear's a little rough. Like, whoa, hey, hey dude, hey, you know, oh. <laughs> gotta make some more bear babies. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I loved Kiki Palmer, but when I was talking to you about it, uh, uh through chat, you were saying you liked uh, Dan- Daniel Kaluuya's character a little bit more. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, more is, <laughs> I, I, it's not that I liked him more, but they both stood out. I think that Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer were both absolutely terrific. They did play a brother and sister. Kiki Palmer was more, was literally like the obnoxious little sister kind of thing. Yeah. Just and um, uh, Daniel Kaluuya is the older brother, just trying to hold things together, you know. And she, she has these big aspirations, and she's trying to do a thousand things, and he's just trying to make sure the horses are good and yeah. make sure they don't lose the property or lose their business. And so they're, they both feel very different. I think Kiki Palmer, it's easy to look at her performance and say like, Hey, you were terrific. Cause she just had a much more vocal, more vibrant character. Um, and she just, she moved a lot more. She's talked a lot more. Daniel Kaluuya's performance was a lot more understated, more muted. And specifically, now, I mean, I, I like Daniel Kaluuya. I always have. And he was terrific. I mean, he won an Oscar for playing Fred Hampton in Judas and the Black Messiah, right? But that that's that's a character that's so grandiose, so bigger than life. And it, it's not to not give him credit for playing that, but, you know, you wonder how much of that performance is just based on, well, he's just a, he's just a big guy. It's a big character. So he's getting to play big. I was very drawn to him in this movie, even though he barely said anything. And I mean, yeah. even when we're talking about the gray man, right. And, um, not Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling is also very muted the whole time. I didn't feel that same draw towards him. I felt mm-hmm. like Daniel Kaluuya really had a very, very strong presence in this movie. Um, uh, that was undeniable. I don't know. I just, I was super drawn to him as an actor and I, I have a lot more. I mean, not that I didn't have respect for him, but, I guess if there may have been questions about like who is this guy really? Like, what is he really doing? I have no questions. I have no questions anymore. I get it. He's great. Mm-hmm. I love him. I I love that uh that uh, dynamic and that uh, pairing. Yeah, they uh, complemented each other very well. And there's you yeah. know there's some family stuff in there too. You know there's some Felt scenes real. where they're like getting into it. But I I I, I did enjoy it. I know Jordan Peele wrote this character with him in mind. Oh, okay. And it's good that he did a good, like, Jordan Peele obviously saw something that I didn't. I would have been like, nah, <laughs> dude, let me get someone else, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, but it it was good. It, I, I think acting all around was great. Strong. I wish it was more Keith David. Um, I, was, I didn't R. know who was going to be in there until I saw, like, I was like, oh, that's Keith David. He's yeah. on a horse. And just Hell as quick. Yeah. <laughs> and then, bro, and then he dies before yeah. his name comes up in the title. <laughs> like, I was like, bullshit, man. Because um, he's got a, a dope ass. I mean, you talk about Cowboy Snoop. Now, Cowboy Keith David. That's, he's out there looking yeah. like a cowboy, bro. Oh, he's yeah. out there wrangling some horses. Oh, yeah. Um, 
And it's like a freak accident thing where a freaking nickel just gets lodged in his eye from the sky because things are falling down. You later find yeah. out the, the UFO. Um, and that kind of makes this movie like a revenge movie, too. You know, because Daniel Kaluuya kind of felt from the beginning like I knew it wasn't just like stuff from an airplane. I knew it wasn't. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But then that's where, you know, in that third act, that's like the third act becomes we need to get this thing on camera so we could sell it. Like that, that's what, yeah, kind of became. I didn't like that. Like, I, I, I loved like, you know, first act, second act gets, you know, like, I'm, I'm talking about like references to Jaws, how like you don't see like the shark all the way yet. You see little things here and yeah. there. Yeah. And in this movie, you see like the UFO like here and there. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? It's eerie. I don't know what they did like filming in the dark, but they did such a good job filming in the dark. Like I was able to see everything. Like, I don't know <laughs> like what, how they did it. it. It looked pretty. It looked great. And I know Jordan Peele used the sky. Like his point was to use the clouds and use the sky for this movie. Mm. Um, and uh, I think a lot of the time, this is going to sound silly when I say it right now, but I'm going to just say it. Like we're afraid of underwater, right? Because it's so deep and it just goes far yeah. out and there's weird shit down there. For crazy sure. ass like creatures and things like that. Well, the sky is also scary too, man. The sky, and I'm talking about more than just like, just the cloud. I've been on a plane. I've seen the sky, <laughs> but the space is so deep, bro. Like it's a little frightening. But it's just so grand. It's just so like so big. Yeah, you know. Um, and uh, and I think he used that very well with this uh, with this UFO. He used the clouds very just like gave you subtle little images here and there. You're like, what the fuck? You're still kind of confused, a little creeped out. I loved it. I, I, I think that worked out very well. And, you know, in the third act, when and you see this in the trailer, you see, like, the UFO, like, chase him, like, behind, like, he's on the horse and stuff. They That was so pretty. Like, they like you know, and that's what they're trying to get, that perfect shot. They got a good shot because that was, I was, I was like, man, this is tight. This is dope. And then the movie gets really sci-fi really quick. But um, it was still, I was still creeped out. The noises it makes, or whatever, like, the, yeah. the, the freaking screams of people in the sky <laughs> being consumed by this. It just, it, it was creepy as shit. Like, the movie wasn't, there wasn't many, like, jump scares. I, I was creeped out. Like, I, and this unsettling, like, anxiety with this, like, random chip and Z thing being thrown in. And you're like, man, this is, this is a creepy, this is a creepy vibe right here. Really creepy. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I, I, I liked this take. thought it was really well done. That was great, and the um, the guy who shot the movie was uh, Hoyt Van Hoytma. Uh, I'm not sure if okay. I'm saying that right. Sounds like he's a is a cinematographer. Oh yeah, he's uh, and he's like he's the one that's worked with like on Interstellar, Inception, like oh, all these Christopher yeah, Nolan. Did a good job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I he think he did this movie instead of doing Oppenheimer. So that's kind Ooh. of. But it really, you know, there's been a lot of comparisons for Jordan Peele as a director after this movie. I think Shyamalan and Spielberg are the two big comparisons mm-hmm. that keep coming up. Um, there's definitely some Shyamalan vibes, you know, with the mystery surrounding everything. And then there's some, uh, the Spielberg vibes. Obviously, the big comp is Jaws, as you already talked about. And um, literally with the way the movie ends as well. But it it really is exciting because... 
they're you know it seems like he's gonna be able to keep making movies you know and so it really like i mean if we're talking about i honestly right now he's like top five like directors i'm excited to see like this guy's writing and directing his own movies i agree and so with like even christopher nolan who i i love christopher nolan and they even had the oppenheimer trailer right before this movie in imax which i started freaking out um of course it was a very short trailer you don't see really anything but uh it's yeah i mean i even his movies have been you know they're kind of like hitting me i'm still this is another side note i'm going to make myself love tenant i know that i should love that movie and so I'm just gonna make myself love it. Um, I just need to figure it out. I just need to like unlock I've it. I've seen it like five times, bro. Yeah. Like five times. Kid you not. My mom watched it with great. me like three times during quarantine. Yeah. Bro, I have no I still no idea. Like still just like upset. <laughs> but Robert Pattinson's my guy though. He's pretty dope. Yeah, no, he's the guy. Don't I mean, I've only seen it like one and a half times. I just I need to make myself love that movie. Um, uh, but mm. You know, that's why I said Christopher Nolan is not an automatic like like for me right now. I like Michael it Bay. out. I liked us and um and this I I'm growing to like it the more I talk about it, the more I think about it. Um initially I couldn't even say anything bad about it. I just felt like it didn't it just didn't get all the way going. It felt like that video where like the kid's running with the skateboard in his hand and it looks like he's about to hop on, but he just keeps running with the skateboard in his hand. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Like yeah, that, yeah, it's kind yeah, of that yeah. feeling, you know, like uh, where it's just, it never really takes off. And I was like, so when it ended, I was like, okay, okay. Well, all right. That was, I mean, it wasn't bad. Definitely wasn't bad. But the more, when I watched it again, the more I think about it, it it's a good flick, man. And it's really, really well done. And uh, yeah, I, I kind of would like to see a version without the uh, chimpanzee storyline in there. Just see, that's why see I, what that, happens. That still boggles my mind, Matt, because I think that was just used so well, dude. I loved it so much. I mean, it was it was good. It just the movie totally works without it, and it also brings the runtime under two hours, which I, I think matters. I didn't even feel like it was that long. Uh, it's. I mean, you felt when you were watching it, you're like, man, this is, when is it going to end? No, not when is it going to like, end. I want more. No, I was no, like, this no, is a four-hour-long anthology film. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I just, you know, again, thinking back, I just feel like, oh, this. I get what you're saying. This. Like, if you're trying to trim stuff, that would be the easiest trim. Yeah, like you For could sure. just remove Steve Uens, like make Steve Uens character just as tiny as you can. Like you totally can. Well, no, not you don't have to remove him completely. Just literally the the back scenes from that part. It's not. Yeah. Or have it open with that and don't really just ever fully it. explain it. Yeah, <laughs> just have it be like a quick clip, <laughs> quick reference, you know, and that's it. I mean, it's this is a minor nitpick, right? But that's just how I feel. Um, so, yeah, but how, how do you want to score this one? Um, so I was thinking uh, maybe like cactus cool, like the cactus icy that uh, Jupe had yeah. on display. It'd be like, a weird, weird vibe with that. That cactus icy hut is yeah. kind of weird, but it just goes with like you know it just adds like some comedy to his character. Like this guy is just really former child star, you know, just like cartoony. Like he's just hilarious. Like he would have that shit just rolling around. Um, but uh, there's multiple things I like. Um, Scorpion King crew uh, sweaters. Sweater, okay, yeah. yeah. I I like that orange crew sweater that he has on. Really enjoyed that. Um, I like uh, 
freaking um the fries like electronics store like the one with the ufo inside yeah i I like fries electronics let's run with that yeah and that i've never been there like the burbank one i guess that's Mm. the one they use they use this fries and it's got this ufo like smashed in between there uh i've like never been in there but i guess it's a thing yeah all right uh so i'm 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 gonna just give you like right now Mm. right now i've got this like at a 90 okay so I've got it at, at a 90. I feel like it's going to go up, though, once I watch it. Okay. I, I plan on watching it again. I'm a little jealous that you've seen it twice. I've only seen it once. Mm. Um, oh, by the way, that scene was when uh, all those 40 people get sucked up with Steven Yuen, and mm-hmm. it's like they're all in like the intestinal tract of the oh, yeah. creature. And everyone in the chat was talking about how gruesome and how like horrifying that was. And I was like, I mean, it wasn't that bad. This looks like looked like they were just in a tight, tight spot. You know, it's not like. And then I was like waiting to see if like I was hearing like bones cracking or something that just made it awful. It was just them screaming the whole time. Oh no! Like when I when I talked about it, it it wasn't that. It was just the idea of forty people showing up watching this guy like bring out this alien, and they have this this horse just as as bait. And all these people like paid to like, you know, they're all going to come watch this and this UFO comes and sucks them all up. And the fear of them just being sucked in and the screams, like all that shit bothered me. That shit Mm. was like creepy. Like, it's not that it was like bloody, like scary. Like you see, like it it, it was just unsettling. Maybe unsettling is the better word to use. Oh, because it it did remind me of like war of the worlds, War, war of the worlds. Where it's like super unsettling. You also don't see a bunch. Like you don't see, like you know, a lot of people die until like towards kind of the end. You see like tubes being shoved into people, getting trained and shit like that. But um, it was super unsettling. I was so bothered by it. And like the look that Steve Yuen's character's face has, almost like his life has been completed. Like he's like, oh, now I understand. Like I, I, I get this now. Like this is my destiny. I'm gonna fucking die now. Uh, it was just all like for me, it just bothered the <laughs> shit out of me. I was so bothered by it. Okay. I was so like, it felt so unsettled and creepy and just fucking that shit's flying around. You just hear ah, people just fucking being swallowed alive, you know, like and the, and the claustrophobia of it too, just being in that one of those tubes and shit like that. Ah, that shit oh, was bro. fucking bothering. I didn't feel claustrophobic at all. I was in an AMC theaters recliner, it was very roomy. Um, uh, so no, it was good. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sorry you <laughs> I, felt, I, I, I felt so unsettled by it. I, well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're still here to review it right now. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Doug. <laughs> I can really feel your empathy over here. <laughs> you're like, fuck it. You're like, look, man, you survived the chimpanzee attack. Why are you so bummed out, dude? Fucking have fun, bro. Here's the cactus <laughs> icy, dude. Chill out. No, no, it's good, man. No, I, I... It's a fucking 90. I'm giving it a 90. <laughs> uh, you're going to love my three-word review, dude. Oh, I can't wait. I I ripped this straight from Reddit, so credit to whoever wrote this. But three word review: Don't look up. Oh, it's, it's yeah, okay. it's kind of a, a better title for this film. I and it, it's uh, <laughs> it's I love like I love Daniel Kaluuya's character because he's like a son of a horse wrangler, and he knows what it is to deal with like animals on set or whatever you know like the partnerships you have with them yeah hollywood doesn't give a shit 
And it shows you nope. very like dead on in the beginning with that chip is the attack. But then they do this commercial shoot and he's like on edge, like, hey, we gotta do this this way, we gotta do this this way. You know, it's you know, it's a horror, you know. He's treating it with respect. Yeah. Everyone on sets like, like, we got this guy. All right, whatever, let's do the damn thing. Like, no one gives a shit, you know? And um and that's just a theme that like resonated with me throughout the whole movie. It just like humans were dumb. And I you know, when Jordan Peele you know, he he saw like King Kong and Jurassic Park as an inspiration when he's making this movie when it deals with a spectacle, right? Everyone's like, fuck yeah, dude, we're gonna watch this King Kong ape. We're gonna watch this freaking T Rex, you know, let's go, let's go do that. You know, like they're all pumped up and shit goes yeah. like wrong like all the time. Yeah, you know, same thing with this. Oh, we're gonna see this fucking UFO. Fuck yeah, dude. Like it's just all idiots. Like we're we're all stupid. <laughs> you know, and I and I love it because it's so true and i could see some people like oh well that's kind of dumb you know it's like well because you're dumb bro like you don't understand it's like don't look up like you you're stupid you know like embrace it or something and maybe laugh about it or something you know like um but um but i but i just loved how he was able to catch on like hey just don't look at it i think you don't look at it you're not supposed to look at it like oh it's a predator you gotta make a partnership a deal with it you you can't team yeah like it's I, I he caught on to all that stuff. I like read some stuff that maybe like his character was like on the spectrum, you know, because he doesn't really you know look at you. He doesn't you know he doesn't talk much. Um, um, but I I just think that yeah, he's not an idiot. <laughs> like he caught on to all the shit before like anyone else, and I just loved it. Like just he knew what Steve Un's character was doing. Like the moment he like you know because you. Like he thinks that guy is an idiot or whatever. He thinks this guy is just, you know, former childhood star that's just trying to pinch a, uh, what's the saying? The pinch a buck out of a penny or something? I don't know. Oh, this guy's just trying to make some money and shit. And then so when he sees that flyer, he's like, I'm going to go get my horse because he knows exactly what this guy's doing. This guy's offering it up. I, I just really like this. Now, I, the more I talk about it, I just really like that Daniel Kalia's uh, character now. <laughs> yeah, no, he was good. He's I don't, caught on yeah. to all this shit before all of us. Like, he's just smart as hell. Yeah. I would have been like the Edgar guy, just like I, you know, like just <laughs> a fanatic that, yeah. spying on people's cameras and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, on, he's like, hey, there's a bug. She's like, I told you not to watch it. He's like, yeah, I know, but there's a bug. <laughs> he's like, so just whatever. <laughs> I love yeah. how he just included himself in it all. Yeah, yeah. I, I listened to a podcast where they were talking about Daniel Kaluuya, and they were like, he's just playing a horse guy. Like, there's like they have <laughs> these guys that just they're you know yeah. when they're around horses, and I mean he's literally living in this you know living in a family home that's also their business uh, with his dad and presumably his sister at some point, and we don't see anyone else living there. So mm. it's just that's just it, and so he kind of has that close relationship with his horses uh it seemed like he had one with his dad as well his dad passed away his sister's not living there so it's just him and the horses and so but they were just kind of talking about how yeah they have these guys that you know some come out and they you know they'll, they'll talk to everyone and they're real friendly he's like and some dudes will just go and literally just sit out all day talk to the horses they know how the horses are feeling they're in tune with their emotions and they don't really talk to people that much but they'll sit there and talk to the horses all day like he's just oh, that kind of that. guy. It's a it's like a type that. of person. Um, I want to be that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar with those people, but um, yeah. See, he, like, so when I was listening to Pod, he's like, "Oh, he's he's a horse guy for sure. I've seen it a thousand times." And I was like, "Oh, there you go." Um, 
But yeah, so I'm gonna rate this one a. Uh, I'm gonna give this a 86 for Ice Electronic Stores out of 100. Uh, th- there's a good chance that goes up. Also, I-, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good, really good. Um, definitely high recommend. And I-, I could see this being in the 90s by the end of the year. The more I let it uh, digest, um, yeah, I I really appreciate how good the movie looked. And you're right about those dark scenes and how. I mean, I just don't think people really understand like how you know when you when you have like this, it's this grand scale shot of the desert with nothing around, and you can still see everything that's going on, but it's nighttime. Like that's weird. That's yeah. weird. Like it's not normal. You know, like um, that's not your normal shoot. That's not normally how things go. It's pretty impressive the way this movie looks, and yeah, I just think it never fully took off a hundred percent. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I still still strong score for me, and um, my three review is going to be Peel's time now. I, I think he's he's one hundred percent here. I think this kind of solidifies him as not only a like genre like thoughtful or like genre filmmaker who kind of creates like these thought provoking pieces, but that he can just put together a spectacle and he can just make a big ass movie. And just say, hey, look at this crazy movie I made. Like, isn't this shit wild? Check it out. And um, and now there's still a message there, but I I think he's. I mean, yeah. I I just hope they keep giving him money. I think they will. Movie's number one this weekend. They can be like 44 million for an original idea, R-rated movie. That's not too bad. Uh, I just wanted to keep running with that. And uh, yeah, shout out. Nope, go see it in theaters if you haven't. You listen to this whole spoiler conversation. The damn. Uh, but uh, hopefully, hopefully you go see yeah, it. Yeah, still, even then though, you're not like like no, no. I, I don't even know what I said. You know, like you're you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna still discover this movie when you watch it. Like you're still yeah. gonna be like, oh, brother, the man man had it wrong. You know, this movie is actually about oppression and how. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, everyone's got theories. No, there's a uh, time like the Time Magazine like write up is wait here. Hold on, let me before we. <laughs> Nope, explain. Oh, time. some idiot. Well, some no, idiot it's not even that it's like some, okay. it's just, well, kind of. I, but it made me think like, fuck, which is fucking like, hilarious when people are like just not, and like <laughs> Jordan Pilk would be like, no, nah, I just thought he was, it was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I think there's, you could read into it and then there's like reading into it. There's like reading between the lines and then there's like taking your own pen and writing between the lines a little bit mm-hmm. too. I think they just went a little too far of course it's loading slowly here we go all right so oh well there's different thoughts so the first thought is nope is simply a summer monster movie like that's that's like the first hypothesis um okay second hypothesis which i think is closer that's closest to the truth uh nope it's actually a parable about the power of cinema okay kind of you know yeah um yeah a little bit you know sure Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Cinema. It's a curious and self-serving twist on the final shootout trope with a film role replacing bullets. In the battle between good and evil, the film seems to be saying it's the actual art of filmmaking combined with the ingenuity of filmmakers harnessing the power of Hollywood heroes that might be humanity's last hope. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) That's so weird. Yeah. And then nope, it's a critique of surveillance culture. Um, It's about black historical (laughs) documentation. Okay. Um, let's see. It's about capitalism. I'd say that's pretty close. I think it's a little yeah. bit of that for sure. 
Um, and then the last one, it says, nope, we're overthinking it. <laughs> Just probably closer to the truth. So at I mean, least there's yeah, some self-awareness there. That's, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But no. So it's, but there's, there's a lot of ways to look at it. I, I think that, I think it's a little more surface than people are like, would make yeah. it out to be. I think it's about like, you know, like what the things we view, like this whole of like, you know, the power of filmmaking is our last. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's it at all. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's saying like, hey, like, you know, I think one, there's like the trauma element with that character that is, mm-hmm. I think is part of it. And, um, and then I think there's just the, also the other aspect of just, um, yeah, like what we view and that the viewer is also complicit, I think is like the mm-hmm. main message here. It's like, yeah, a lot of things that come out are gross, but we also participate in it. And if there was no audience, it wouldn't be happening. So like, you can't just get mad at the person creating it. You have to get mad at the audience too, or you have yeah. to take some ownership as the audience and say, Hey, like we're, we're a part of the reason this is happening, but yeah, For nope. Sure. Strong, strong 86 probably will go higher by the end of the year when we do our couple of regrades. Uh, but yeah. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, and I think for my top five or top, you know, for top ten for the year, you know, there's still a bunch of stuff that I haven't seen that I have in there. I feel like I have movies in my top ten that I have not seen. Just like yeah, can like that's like how you would do for like a draft prospect. Like oh, this Mm. guy is gonna be like there's people that just got drafted to NFL. Like oh, this is running back number seven. Like oh, he hasn't played a single snap. It's like yeah, but it's got the promise. (laughs) You know, it's got you know, you know, it could work, dude. Oh, we should do a movie Um, draft for the rest of the year. Miss Miss Harris goes to Paris, bro. I'm trying to watch that. Okay, I'm trying to see what's up with Miss oh, Harris. Okay. Well, then you could draft it. Miss Harris goes to Paris. Okay, last lady. Cool, yeah, <laughs> for you sure. Know what I'm saying, but okay, I think that kind of wraps up our episode here. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you uh, very soon. Peace. It's the